Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Welcome. Right? It's nice to be here. I know. I'm so happy to be here. It's snowing today. Don't even talk about it. It's spring break for us. Our kids are all home. It's April, people. Here we go. You know what we didn't have in January? Snow. Snow. (laughs) That's very true. It's super annoying, actually. Yeah, We have snow here in April, but we were wanting it in January. Yes. Come when you're wanted. I'm wearing a sweater on spring break. Know the room, snow. (laughs) No, know the room. So annoying. Snow the room. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ha, ha. It's annoying. Aren't we funny? It's fine. It's fine. fine. Yep. Sarah's catchphrase. (laughs) It's all fine. Everything is fine. Yes. But happy spring break to you, Sarah. Absolutely. I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. We're headed to Moab at the end of the week. Ooh. Ooh. I want to go with you. Really looking forward to that warmth. Yes. It should be nice there. Yeah. Not too hot, not too cold, actually. I think it'll be great. Perfect. We haven't been with half of Utah, I actually think. I agree with you. We tried to go to either St. George or to Moab and both were full. Yeah. (laughs) We couldn't find our regular places. And then my kids were like, we just want to stay home. So we're. Homing it this Sometimes time. it's nice to be lazy and your own house without any place you have to be or things to do. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I think it'll be great. It's I can't complain. Awesome. It's great. Very good. I'll take the week off. Right. A little sleeping in, staying up late. My yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Right there. Absolutely. So today's Q&A. We yes. still have our 50, our... Um, we still have our book questions that we're working on. Yeah. But before that, a uh, fun fact. Give us something good. Okay. So our author, Axton Betts Hamilton, is, like I've said before, she works in the um, the field of helping people who've had identity theft and child theft, a adult, senior theft, and all that. Mm-hmm. And she does it because of personal experience. That's, she went into the field because she was a victim of it. What I think is really cool here in an interview on researchgate.net that I read with her is, you know, they're using the word victim and they're using abuse, but in my head that never correlated to therapy. And I've never even thought about it, but she's talk- she talks a lot and does a lot of research on financial therapy. Financial therapy? Financial therapy. What is that? That's exactly what I was like, wait, <laughs> what? What? And so, um, and I, I need to research this more and get more answers for us. But um, she says here uh, that she went into this line of work after being a victim because she was frustrated by the lack of understanding of the crime by agencies and by the general public. As well, I was frustrated by the lack of information and other resources for victims. By choosing a career that encompasses researching identity theft and financial abuse within families and educating college students and community members, I hope to alleviate these frustrations for others. So then she talks, she goes on to talk about um, the need for financial therapy and what um, needs to happen so that in 10 years from now, we can say that financial therapy is a respectable field. So we're not there yet. She's doing a lot of research so working on this topic. To start this field. Yes, because there was hmm. no, she didn't have any, there was no understanding or help or, and just like in other abuse situations, 
there is trauma that is associated with this, that a loved one of yours has perpetrated your trust this way, has used you with no thought for you as a person. From So in family abuse, this is financial family abuse. This oh, can lead to some traumatic associations. And so her Makes research sense. deals a lot with what would this therapy look like? What do people need who have had this done? How can we relate it to other types of abuse and the therapy that works for those types of abuse? So a lot, she's still in the research phase from what I can tell from this interview. Um, she says, so for in 10 years, one pressing issue for the field of financial therapy is to develop a f- professional code of ethics. Another is to develop standards for education and continuing education for those who wish to practice financial therapy. Mm-hmm. In order for this field to be respected 10 years from now, we need to develop rigorous ethical and educational standards so consumers of financial therapy can fully trust the information and interventions they are provided. Wow. So she is working on, she uses, you know, the the studies of her fields are consumer studies and psychology and looking at both of those two things together to be able to put all the steps in place for the field of financial therapy. Wow. Right? A whole new like chapter in our therapy books. Right? Mental of, health. Yeah. A whole new chapter in mental health of financial therapy. I never would have considered it. And yet I can see how that would be. If we have financial abuse. Really hard on you. Well, I think also a sense of worth comes from what our work and we set that worth a lot of times on the financial aspect of our work. What do we get from it and how much we get from it? So if you're starting off... Yeah. Right. If if it's been you're taken working from you, so hard, yeah, you're not getting any financial. You can't get ahead when you don't have credit, right? And so you're starting out in the negative here and attach attaching that to your self worth when mm. it wasn't even your fault, and then this the that that came from a loved one that Ew. then caused this. Ah, oh, it's ugly, ugly. But how amazing that she. I wouldn't have even thought. I often think of all the careers. I wish I would have known about. Oh my goodness. We were just we were, talking we about were this. We were just talking about this. That I didn't even know being a librarian was an option when I went to school. You can get a degree in that, people. Yeah, that it's It's more required than just, for certain jobs, in yeah. case you were wondering. I had no idea until later in life what goes into being a librarian and that you can major in Library arts, library. I don't know. Correct me here. I don't know what the title is. I don't know what it is, it but is, library there management. Is a specific. Yeah. How did like, I not know degree. this was an option? So I often find all <sighs> these things that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was an option when like, I chose why my didn't career I field. Minor, right? In something like this, yeah. I don't know. Things that are super interesting to me that I kind of, I mean, what I got my degree in was very interesting to me as a 20 year old, right? Which is still, it still has holds a lot of value. I'm not like devaluing what I've learned right. in that with, right. with all of my schooling. I, I can do a lot with that. That's maybe not specifically what I got my degree for. 
But beyond that, like where I've gone with my interests now, what I'm doing, what I would like to Life do. Life experiences. Yes. All those things that like take you. It's like, I don't want to go back and start all over. Right. I wish I, I don't know what the right answer is because there is like time of life, seasons of life that you want to mm-hmm. do certain things. And I don't necessarily think you should have to change that, but I don't know. How do you, how right. do we open up our ourselves and figure out all the options and possibilities what can you do yeah and when i think for her it wasn't like she saw somebody else doing this job and was like i want to be that no she pretty much created a job like her research is creating a field amazing it's amazing it's so amazing but how unfortunate that it's because of her experience yes, that she's absolutely. in this. So but amazing sad. that she's taking her experience and bringing positivity from it. So so true. Anyway, so cool. I'm, I'm excited for this one. So excited. For I this have one. it, by the way. Me too. I'm it just came waiting. From my library, and I'm holding it. Me too. <gasps> it's just sitting there taunting me. I know. Start me. Start me. I'm gonna wait till gonna wait we're another closer. week or so. I yep. know. Super excited about it, though. Me too. All right. Jamie. So this week, this week. It's a question. Q&A. Ask away. We're focusing on book-related questions, reading questions. hmm Jamie, have you ever met a famous or semi-famous author face-to-face? So, um, yes. You have? Children's book author. That's amazing. I met in my my old school. No, my son's school. When he was little, they had an assembly, this whole big writing thing. No, it was my school. Um, where a husband and wife author, the Beaners, they wrote Snowman at Night and Snowman at Christmas. They wrote a ton of different books. We have quite a few of them at our house. Um, my One of my best friends. Oh, yeah. It's like her uncle-in-law. Oh. Aunt and uncle-in-law. So Carolyn is the illustrator Mark. for the books. Mark Beener. He's the author. Or is it vice versa? Vice versa. Vice versa. Carolyn is the author. He is the illustrator. And he they came and did these like workshops with our um with our school, these assemblies and workshops. And that then so he fun. they did like book signings and you could purchase their books and it was so like I've never met them. And then we all but you have. each kid got to do a book. Like we did those bound oh, books where you so send them fun. off and they make a book out of it. Anyway, it was a really cool experience. I hope my students remember it. I mean um, you have a book to keep to remember. But yeah, I have some That's of their cool. books with their autographs in it um, that are prized loved books with my kids that when they were little. Cool. They loved them. So, yes, the I've Beaners. I've never, like, I, we've done author interviews. Yes. But they are not famous authors. I wouldn't call yet. them famous yet. Um, one was my cousin who mm-hmm. she's working on book two, which is super cool. I really loved her book unfit and then the other was a friend of mine from high school mm-hmm. and she's written three books and it's a series and the first one is called first Ki- or second kiss right that was mm-hmm. the one that mattered was the second kiss yes. anyway super cute um which hers books have done well 
and how she's had a very interesting experience in writing again, like the yarn household names. Yes. We also interviewed my friend, Melissa Torres, which has a ton and of books. She has a ton of books, a whole series, um, juvenile fiction on that follow gymnasts yes. and character building lessons. And Reese she just came out those. with a whole new, um, add on series to it, or is starting a new, um, add on series of, teenagers instead of the first one is younger girls yes um doing gymnastics like elementary age and now it's going into middle school age okay and i didn't know she's she was doing that yeah, she's doing well you can find her books again melissa torres and so i feel like we like know a few Amazon. authors but not mm-hmm. like really famous household name authors right i haven't been to any signings no i've never done that to either those but Maybe we should. One I would like. I think we asked the question last time of who we'd want to meet, Mm -hmm. and um, I have one that just came to me: an author that I would love to meet and have signed my book, and spend an afternoon or eat lunch with. Just have a conversation with. She just opened a bookstore during the pandemic. What the opening of her bookshop in Texas was postponed because of the pandemic. But Jenny Lawson. The author of many books, but Let's Pretend This Never Happened was my favorite. Um, I have talked about her books on our What's On You Shelves episodes. Yes. I think um, her awareness to mental health is amazing. I think she's quirky like me. She has some crazy weird taxidermy things. And (laughs) I just, I, I relate so much to her persona that I get to see on social media and within her books that I think we would get along really well. How fun. I think we could have some really fun conversations. So I'm putting this out to the universe. Jenny. I would really love to meet Jenny Lawson. That would be amazing. I'd love to go to her bookstore. We could record a podcast episode with her there. It sounds perfect, right? It sounds amazing. And I think we'd laugh so much. That sounds amazing. Anyway, there you go. I like that idea. Throwing it out. Jenny, I think we're best friends and you don't know it yet. I think that you might be right. But only because she doesn't know me. If she knew (laughs) you, you would be best friends. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't read a Jenny Lawson book, pick one up. I recommend reading them. Rather than listening? Rather than listening. Interesting. Would be my recommendation. Because you're going to want to read and reread and reread because she is hilarious. Sometimes I just pick one of her books up and just open it and just read whatever is on that page. She's so funny. She's so funny and real. And anyway, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, my question for you, Sarah. Yes, lay it on me. Do you prefer paperbacks or ebooks? Now, I'm going to revamp this. Let's say paperbacks and i'm gonna say paperbacks or hardback or paperback right like a physical book physical book ebooks or let's throw audiobooks out because we know what you would choose well there's a time and a place right i agree if i if i am just picking like right now i have a wide open day what am i gonna do yeah i want to hold my book I like to turn the page. I like to feel yes. the paper. I like to say, oh, look, I have four pages left in this chapter. 
or I have only 50 pages left in this book. Whatever. To be able to feel like the to distance you've hold. read and yes. how much you have to go. I agree. I just love that. And the I love The smell like, of the page. Yes. And like looking at the cover and being able to be like, wait, now what? And going back and like mm-hmm. maybe looking at a character's name or something like that. Like I like what a book gives you. I agree. Um, But with that being said, when I stay up late reading, it's hard with a physical book and it's so convenient to have an ebook or a lot of a thing I used to do before I got into audiobooks was I used to carry a book in my purse everywhere I went. Same. Carried a book, physical book. Well, that's Always. A, that's big sometimes. Uh-huh. And my Kindle was super easy to carry around. Right. And so I started like reading a physical book at home, but having like my to go book, my Kindle book in my yes. purse. And yep. I would read my Kindle book at night. When Steve was sleeping, I would just I could turn my glow down low mm-hmm. and read my book. At night while Steve was asleep or when I was on the go. I had a few minutes I could pull out my Kindle book. Now I'm listening. Yeah, right. Which is, I'm not going to, I don't listen at night in bed, but I do like on the go. I always mm-hmm. have my headphones in when I'm on going. my on the go. So there's always, like, there's a place for all of these formats. I don't think that we could get rid of one. Right. I I agree with you. I think the preference is still old school. I, I want a book in my book. hands. But reality is, that's not always the case. Now, if I go on vacation, mm-hmm. I take a book. Yes, I have my Kindle. But I always have a paper, I do too. real physical book with me. I can't go on a trip without a book. Yeah. I may not pull that book out. But I take one. Oh, it's with me. Yeah. And it I stop or safety. I stop. I often stop at the bookshop at the airport. That's and necessary. that's one of my favorite parts of going on a trip. Lately. Is to look in the books. They haven't had like books I haven't read. I know. I do feel that's that kind of a been little. like, because there's the selections gotten smaller. Like they're yeah. putting the book section like in the back of their convenience store. Right. Yep. And I'm like, everyone no, else is I've buying chips and I know. And I'm going to the back of the books and there's just not as many. But I, I do know. love picking a book. I do too. At the airport. I have found some great ones mm-hmm. at the airport library mm-hmm. or airport bookstore. Yeah. And they have like the buyback thing there now. Like oh, you can I, I sell it back that. and you can buy a used book. Yeah. And so it's less expensive a lot of times. Not that I ever sell one back. Because how can you <laughs> get Because I a book? put it on a bookshelf and then lend it out. Yes. But anyway. I, I agree. I would agree with you. Um, I actually haven't touched my Kindle in probably a year. Mm. But we have um, a rule at our house that there's no devices, no electronics on Sundays. We... Okay. Take a cleanser and a break from it. And so on Sundays, we just recently, because we hadn't been to the library in a long time because it was closed down during the pandemic. And then we kind of just got out of the habit. We used to go all the time. Mm-hmm. And now it's just so easy to get books. I know, other places. On Amazon and have yeah. them show up at our door really quick. And so we've reestablished Saturdays. We go to the library, Sundays. We read books and actual. So I have even said I won't use an audiobook or my phone as well. Like, cause I was, it was a rule for the kids, not for the adults at first. Mm-hmm. And um, they're on to me. So <laughs> I'm back to a paper copy for Sundays. That's kind of fun. And I always have a paper copy book on my nightstand that I'll, yeah. but I haven't touched my Kindle in a long time. That's interesting. It was a, it was a quick phase for me. I got into it late. Mm, I was and, into it pretty early. Yeah, and then I moved to audiobooks fairly quickly. <laughs> my my dog <laughs> is with us, 
today. And usually my dog just sits on my lap. But Houston is in Sarah's face right now. Staring like, contest. You need I want to pet your me. Full attention right now. <laughs> I will look deep into your soul. He does there, love to stare you okay. in the eyes. Just sit right here. You're <laughs> welcome. Right here. Oh, goodness. That is some no, tender. It was eye just like, no, look at contact. me. You can't yeah. talk to her. Look at me. I'm right here. Look at me. He's pretty I cute. I see you. I see you. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> All right, Jamie. Okay. Have you ever read a self-published book? I know the answer to this. Yes. We absolutely. Have. Yeah, we have. We've Actually, all have. quite we a few. It. Yeah. So. I think it's becoming quite a popular route of publication. I agree. It's so a it's, way around all the red tape. Mm-hmm. You have control and you can get yourself out there a little quicker. Yeah. So, so it's become yeah. like, I think it's actually more common than we know. I agree. To self-publish. It's, it's way more accessible uh-huh. to those who are writing. And I would say if you see a book that sounds interesting and you're like, ooh, but self-published, obviously, no, give it no, a chance. No, I agree. I, I've read some really great self-published books. I agree. It's yeah. worth it's worth checking out. And I out. think it's a field that's going to grow even more I in the next so 10 years. We're going to see a lot more quality in self-publishing books. I think so, too. So Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, what book or series do you hope and pray with all your heart be turned into a movie or TV show one day? Oh. That hasn't already. I know. I'm like... <laughs> and this seems to be the trend is... They take a good book. So, and it's sometimes I feel like before the book is even published, they've already started writing the screenplay. Like, yeah, it's crazy how hand in hand that's yeah. becoming. Or now. even when we talked about Black Cake, it just came out last month yes. and it was already in talks for so that's what before, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, just so quick. I think they're it's snatching them up. Quickly. I think it's happening really quickly. Like, I almost wonder if they even have like. When they're in the editing process, someone who's like, oh, this is this would be good. Who's watching out for those yes. things. This oh, would be I'm good sure. on the screen. This because be everyone's going to snatch up the story for the chance of it being something good. And then when it's not, because you hear all the time yes. that just because you're in talks, it doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere. Yes. So they're starting the talks just in case. Yes. Oh but it gosh. doesn't necessarily go anywhere. So something that I would really hope. It's so funny that I don't know that I'm a good judge of what would be good on TV. Yeah. Because, like, I did not, like, I the first one that comes to my mind is Leanne Moriarty's um, Nine Strangers. Nine, yeah. Is that what it Nine was? Nine Perfect Strangers. Nine Perfect Strangers. I did not love the book. It was weird. Yeah. I love, it's a short series yeah. on Hulu. It's, like, nine I still haven't episodes. seen it. I loved it. I was, like, I totally went through it so quickly and was enthralled like yeah totally thought it was great and i would watch it over then read the book again like if i yeah and maybe i loved it because i did read the, i don't know i don't know that's always but very confusing it. but i yeah. loved this and then same with like but then i loved big little lies that one is one of my favorite books of hers i loved it so much and mm-hmm. they turned that into a short series and i didn't love the series like it was, See, I, 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 I found it kind of boring either I mean, it was good. It was just kind of boring. And it had really big names in it. Yeah. Like Reese Witherspoon. Anyway, and I found that one kind of boring. So, like, it's interesting to me the things that right. end up working and don't. I don't know how they figure that. Maybe it has something to do with who's writing 
the scripts. I don't know. Um, the one that first came to my mind, which I was really shocked when I saw this question, the series that came to my mind is Cinder, the Cinder series, the oh. Lunar Chronicles by Marissa Meyer. Yes. And I, I mean, That's I've only read the first series. book. I haven't read the whole series. The whole series is good. But, and I gave it three stars. I liked it. But the whole time I'm reading it, I'm like, I can't believe I'm reading about princesses and robots, cyborgs, cyborgs. It was so weird to get my head around it. But I, anyway, but I think it would make a really good series. It would make a really fun series. Yeah. I totally agree with you. That's a good one. I think that would be. And I'm wondering now, why not? Why haven't they? We certainly have the ability to do that kind of yeah. movie, TV show now. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, and it is a really fun, it's a fun, I think it would be series. a good series. Yeah. I think my good kids call. would like to go see it. Yeah, that would be my my pick. Do you think there are any movie adaptions out there that are actually better than the original? Like, than the book? I would say No. You always like the book better. I always like the book better. But I do have one movie based off a book that I think was well done. I wouldn't say better than the book, but the best movie based off a book is the first Hunger Games movie. I think that was so well done. I was not disappointed when I walked away. And I did not walk away thinking, oh, the book was so much better. Of course, the book was better. Yes. That movie really like when you imagine this like the scenes and everything in your head i felt like that one got a lot of the same things that were in my head and it yes. was fun to see how they made it just like when they made the harry potter the movies first harry potter yes i think seeing that for the first time what you had created in your head how magical that was yeah, absolutely i felt that even maybe a little more with that first hunger games movie i love that idea but not I, I one that I like better. I do love seeing like imagination come to Except for I just I Except, just said, right? Like yeah. Nine Perfect Strangers. I that's love true. the adaption better. Better than the actual book. Which that's... Isn't that interesting? Yeah. An okay book it was made an okay into a book. great movie. Right. Or series. It was a series. Yeah. I don't... I'm trying to think if there's anything else though. I want to say that might be the only time I've ever felt that way. Right. I, I mean, know. there's other things like I love the Matilda movie. Based off of Roald Dahl's Love Matilda. I think Matilda the, movie. the movie was done really well. Mm-hmm. When that happens, though, I get a little bit sad. Because everyone went and saw Matilda and loved it. And so many You're kids didn't even know it was based book. off of a book. Yeah, I do agree with so that. So I do think there's a little bit of ruining these classic Well, and I think it wasn't Star books. Wars, like, first yeah, a book a series. Book. Like, yep. I will never read that book. Never. Or Jurassic Park. I've probably seen them a hundred times. I've heard Jurassic children. Park, the book, is so good. I would never read I that I would book. never, because I've seen the movies so many times. And I love the movies. Sure, yes. But I would never go back and read it now. So It's super hard it's to do It's a love-hate relationship for me when they make a book into a movie yeah especially when it gets such a following like star wars or yeah for sure yeah anyway. for sure okay this is a good one because my thought on this has changed recently what attracts you to a book the cover mm. blurb recommendation from others okay this is this is a hard one yeah i love a good cover me too i mean i 
have been known to not read a book based on an ugly cover. Every time. I'll look at it and be like, I hate eh, to say it. Nope. I hate to say it because we grew up that you don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> and I always really strongly <laughs> believed that for some reason. But I totally I'm judge totally a book a by judger. its cover. Yeah. I, I, so it does influence. Absolutely a cover influences. My choice. I also care what the blurb says. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely want to read the blurb. You know, even if I can't find it on Goodreads, now I generally will read about them on Goodreads, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm reading a blurb. Yes. But before Goodreads, right? It was the du- the dust cover of the book, right? Like, I, wait, no. Right. Like, okay, first I like the cover. Uh-huh. Then I check out, okay, well, let me check out that blurb. Yeah. And then that either like, That is the process the at the library. When I knew nothing about book lists or- Yes. Up, I would just go through the library and pull out a cover that looked good and yes. then read the blurb. Now, does the blurb match the cover, right? It's like, yeah. okay, yes. It's not like I'm going to read the blurb if the cover is bad. Right, right. So that they both matter. Yes. I think to me. I also love a good recommendation. Me too. So like a lot of the times, like on Facebook, I'll have friends who say, hey, I'm looking for a good book to read. I'll comment just so I can read everyone else's comments. Like I want to know what everyone's telling this friend to read. Yeah. And I'll like literally go to Goodreads and be like, oh, what's this book? Yeah. And I read about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not really my kind of book. Yeah. Or, oh, add it to the list. Add it to the list. Like, I love those kinds yes. of Facebook posts. Yes. Or I'll put in a book and then I'll look at who else has read, has it. read it. And I have certain friends that I follow that I know if they liked it, I'm going to like it. Or I know yes. if they liked it, that it's probably not going to be one that I'll like. It's or, different. Yeah. Yes. So my mm-hmm. friends review certain people that I follow. Affects how affect I. Affect how, if I read a book, a book or not. Yes. Absolutely. All of those things play into. Choosing what I'm going to read or not read. So or how I, soon I, I read something. I highly beg of my friends on that are also on Goodreads. Number one, yes. friend me on Goodreads. Yes. I need more friends yes. on Goodreads. Second of all, rate your book. Rate for your me. book. Do it for me. I don't care if you write. I mean, it's more helpful if you write a little blurb about it. But I mostly just want to see your rating. I mostly look at your rating. This is my thought on a review. Don't write me a novel. I don't need I'm a not going to read it. No. But if you give me, like, when I do a review, it's maybe one or two sentences because that's all I'm going to read on somebody else's review. I only want to know really quick. Don't give me a synopsis of the book. I can look at the synopsis. Yes, exactly. I want your opinion quick and concise. Yes. I would love to hear that, read that if you have something like that to share. Like, maybe you gave it a low rating, but you need to explain why. Yeah. If you have more than that, Link it to your blog, and then if I'm interested, I'll come over to your blog and read more on it. But in the review section, I just want your Just a quick quick review. Loved it, hated this, loved this. Yeah. Worth a read, but this. Yeah. That's fine. Give me a heads up. Compare it to other books. Love it. If you liked this, you'll like this. I love that kind of a review. Yeah, me too. So I, I would love more of that interaction. I agree. Join me on Goodreads. You can find me Sarah D28. <laughs> I think that's what my now I'm gonna go double check now because I'm, I really do want everyone to find me. Right. And and you can find me too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my name is there, but you know, do what you can to find me. I'm Sarah Diedrich. You're straight out Sarah Diedrich. I don't know if there's like a different name, but I am Sarah Diedrich. I'm straight out Jamie Waddell. There you go. There you go. That's who I am. You find me. 
Okay. Well, there, there's that. There's that. And I want to know what you're reading. It's right? a good way to know. Yep. I, I totally want to know. I only have 88 friends. That's sad. <laughs> okay. That was fun. All right, Jamie. Yes. Have you read any of the older classics? Like, do you like reading these old books that are on the, you know, everyone should read these books type of things? Do you know what, does that make sense? Yeah. I'm a sucker for a list, a book list, like 100 mm-hmm. books you should read in your life. And a lot of those books are oftentimes classics. And every, I, this is hard. I feel like I should. I feel like to call myself a reader. I know. I should have more of the classics under my belt. Mm-hmm. And so every once in a while, I'll be like, I'm going to read one classic a month or one a year. <laughs> um, and I try to get some in that way because I do think there is value from them. And I think a lot of um, more modern books based off the classics or a rewriting of this, or they use this element from this classic that I miss out on sometimes in books because I don't have a strong knowledge of the classics. Right. But every once in a while, I'll pull one up. Right. But no, I am not strongly It's not like familiar you live and with the die classics. by the classics. No. So I, I actually have felt a lot of pressure. Yes. To read classic, to consider myself a reader. Yes. I should be like versed. Yes. Like when you go over the list of, um, What's the story with the Gilbert? Oh, Gilmore, Gilmore, the Gilmore Girls. Girls, not Gilbert. Yes. Gilmore Girls, and they, and have, they like have the list of her books. books. Yes, and I look over that list, and I'm like, yeah, probably not. Yeah, those are some deep, totally deep intellectual novels, right? And I, I find that when I do read, so every once in a while, like you said, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to read Rebecca, like I yes. recently did. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, right? That everyone says you should have read that I never that read. That you never have. Um, I don't end up loving them. Yeah. Can I say that and yeah. not die? Absolutely. I I can understand that maybe for their time, like when these books were written, yes. it was like groundbreaking. Uh-huh. And I can give them that, but it's not groundbreaking today. Right. So um, I find myself like kind of distracted. Like I'm, I feel guilty for not loving it. For not lo- that's, I think that is uh, the feeling. Is sometimes I'm like, yeah, this might be a classic, but I don't. I love didn't it. love it. Yeah, I, I know. I feel. And like then I'm there's some to. that I have really liked as well. It's, hmm, it's a that's a difficult that's a difficult genre for me. Yeah, I, I like should like more, and I feel I only guilty think of that one I don't book that I loved that I read later. Yeah, and that was. Little Women. It's so funny because I hated it when I was younger. Hated Little I think Women. We did talk about this. Oh. I remember you saying that. Dumb. I thought like it was it so dumb. Have you read it since? And yeah, I read it when the newest movie came out. I even thought the movies were dumb when it came out, oh, like back I in the nineties. Totally hated loved it. them. Hated it. I was like laughing that it was so dumb. Um, and all of my friends were like, get out of here. You're ruining this for us. Like, we love, they feel loved like it. Friends. Yeah. And so I was kind <laughs> of, um, I did. I left and went home. I'm like, this is stupid. But when the newest movie came out a couple of years ago, I um, read it with my daughter. And then we went and saw the movie, and it was a totally different experience. Okay. 
totally interesting. different. I loved it. She loved it. She bawled through the movie. Oh, I love Ava um, so much. Yeah. So it was a very sweet experience. And I this was maybe around. a little too immature. Well, that makes sense too, right? Like sometimes yeah. these things. Yeah. There's a time. Maybe there's a good yeah. reason to wait to read right. some of them. Exactly. So that's what that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to wait till I'm older in wait age and wiser. You're ready for it. Yeah, a little more mature. <laughs> um, I liked Rebecca. I think I liked it more I than mean, you. I liked but Rebecca. there have been fine. some that I'm like, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there have been others that I was like, like I read probably four years ago, The Grapes of Wrath, which I Ooh, had never read. I've never read, Grapes and it of was. Wrath. I was fascinated by it. Okay. It was very eye-opening. I really, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And then there were others, like, I don't know others, but that I'm like, how did this make it to the classics? Right. Like, <laughs> I don't think about classics and go, like, those are books I love. Yeah. I just think of those are books I'm supposed to read. Right. Right. That's sad that I feel that way. That's supposed to read. I think that that says something about my maturity yeah. level. Yeah. <laughs> agree same I'm just here. not mature enough okay has a book ever scared you or given you nightmares um i mean i've read some pretty scary books yeah i'm trying to think if it if i've had i mean i've definitely had dreams about books i've read i don't know if they're like nightmares I don't know. That's yeah. tough. See, even when I was little, younger, a young reader, I loved Goosebumps. Do you remember Goosebumps? I hated Goosebumps. I Did you hate them because they were scary or you just didn't like them? I just like wasn't you into they were them. Dumb. Oh Everybody my gosh, I read Everybody was into them and I them. was like, I don't get why you're I just didn't get it. I didn't I loved get it. it. I got it. And I Which loved is it. interesting because <laughs> then later when I was in I want to say high school, maybe late middle school, high school, I read this series, and I need to go research to find out what it was, because now I couldn't, I don't even know. But it was this um, FBI, female FBI agent who had just gone through the academy and become an FBI agent. And she was um, on a case with this crazy serial killer, like, and I remember reading it. And being so afraid to even turn the page to keep reading. And I was young and a very anxiety-ridden teenager. Yes. Right. Child. Yes. Adult. And so there is a part of me that's like, if I'm so anxious, why am I drawn so much to this type of story? Right. Like, it did cause a lot of anxiety. And even now reading, like, I read one the other day um, that the beginning started out my worst nightmare, like the things I've thought in my head that I create in my head to be afraid of. Right. Yes. That aren't even true or realistic. It was the beginning of it this story. This and I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. This is my nightmare. Somebody took this thought out of my brain and just wrote it in a book. Did it give you and it nightmares? was kind of, it didn't give me nightmares, but it brings on a very anxiety oh, yes. feeling. I definitely get that feeling in certain books. But have I ever stopped reading because I was so right. scared or anxious? No. No, I there was I keep thinking just recently I read um, the end of her. Okay, I can't remember who the author is, but the end of her and it. I maybe even talked about it on what's on your shelf. I can't remember if we did if I, I talked think about it or not. You did because I know we talked about it anyway. I did not like this book was like everything like anxiety inducing. 
Yes, you did talk about this, and right? I've read like it as well. she had twins, and, and she wasn't sleeping, and someone was trying to blackmail them, and like all these awful, they were making bad choices, and like how right to handle these bad situations. Do you know the person you're married to? Do you really know the person you're married to? Yes, and like, you know, just the idea of this poor young mom who's like sleep deprived and second guessing her mothering and you've been there yes i've (laughs) been there the scary part wasn't the actual scary part but the yes the mental lapses we go through as new moms or when we're dealing with like i totally felt that and it was like stop it stop it like i almost couldn't read the next bit because it was it was just gonna be one more crazy bad choice right. and i couldn't handle right. one more bad choice in these people so i was like fast forwarding yeah <laughs> so it's like you know that kind of feeling it's been a long time since i felt that like that much of a reaction yes it was crazy what was the other book that i was like i hate this book but you gave it like four stars and i gave it two and oh i'm gonna look it up and you were like no but it was so good because of how it made you feel because it was written so well Oh, A Ladder to the Sky? Yes, A Ladder <laughs> to the Sky. I yeah. hated it. Like, it invoked oh, I so hated much hate. the character. I never hated a character more. Seriously, I keep thinking, like, that comes to my mind. But if you hate someone that bad, that is a well-written character. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hated him. I still, like, don't think anyone should have those feelings, so don't read okay. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> And you're like, no, it was really well done. Everyone should read it. Oh, I just thought it was so well developed. Like, that is some character development. If I felt such hatred towards... Oh, I felt the hate. Yeah. That's a good written book. I can hate the character and love right. the story. Love the book and how it was written. Anyway. That's funny. Woo! Okay. Are there any books that are really popular but you dislike? Yes. This has happened to me before. Mm-hmm. What are the ones that first come to your mind? Um, the Alchemist. I loved The Alchemist. I hated The Alchemist. <laughs> Everybody loves The Alchemist. Everybody loves The Alchemist. Yeah, it's good. I hated it. No, it's not good. <laughs> I hated it. It's, I liked it. No. It was, it's very simple. It's a very simple, quick read. But it's kind of like creating your own destiny. What you can do, Jamie? Yeah, but the, blah, blah, blah. everybody, sorry, <laughs> but everybody just sits and tells me things like that. And didn't you see the symbolism of this? Oh, and didn't I'm not you see this? Symbolism. And I'm, I'm like, saying. no, I didn't. I just saw a dumb story. <laughs> like, I, I'm not it's, looking into it any more than that. I hated it. I, I liked it. Okay, I liked it a lot. You and everybody else. Yeah. So that's okay. There you go. What about you? I know that there are some, but nothing is like jumping to my mind. Bel Canto. That's it. Bel Canto. Ew, Bel Canto was the worst. You hated Bel Canto. <laughs> everyone does like, not everyone, it's like 3.9. Yeah. So a lot of people do really like Bel Canto. Yeah. I hated Bel Canto. Yeah. Um, question for me to you. What is your favorite book cover? Ooh. Do you have an all-time favorite book cover? That's that's a tough one. I love Ellen Hildebrand's book covers. Okay. They're all on the beach. They are very beachy. <laughs> Take me to the beach. I do love that. I also really love um, Kate Morton's 
Like Ooh. hers, she's a lot of her older ones I didn't love, but they've revamped them and like you know, they'll come out yeah. with new covers and I love her new covers. Her new covers. Huh. I just I think cuz hers are they just make me want to read them. That's I want to read her books from her covers. This that's how I feel about Ruth Ware. Ruth I love Ware. Ruth, I Ware's love covers, Ruth Ware's covers, especially the woman in Cabin Ten. So this is also yes. what I love about having a book in hand: the texture of the cover of the woman in Cabin Ten, like the it's, it's like you're looking out of the boat, a cabin of a boat, a little round window, window out at yes. the water, and it's very stormy looking. And the texture of the cover is almost like the drops of rain coming down a window. Yeah, You can feel it. And yes. so when I was reading that book, I just remember feeling the cover and just loving mm-hmm. the texture of that cover. Like when you put a texture into a cover, yes, please. Right. And when like the edges of the pages are kind of lo- like raw. Yes. A raw like edge they look in a like book. Like old like and kind of ripped. ripped. Yes, I love Oh my gosh, that. I love it so much. Why? Why do I what love that? that so much? Yeah, I do too. And that is one of those things I love about having a book in my hand is those little details that they do in the publishing that add to the experience of reading the book. That make the book I amazing. So much. I 100% agree with you. Love it. When and I go to like Costco and I'm looking through the books, yes. I feel them. I like, want to touch them. I want to touch them. I want to feel them. I want to mm-hmm. look at the pages. And a lot of times I do make a decision on a book based off of those things. Yes. And yes. The beauty of the actual physical book. Yes. And like when I've read a book that I love that's like sticks with me, mm-hmm. when I see that cover, oh my goodness. I love mm-hmm. the cover because I love the book. So sometimes it's like, has that other effect of like, oh my gosh, when I see the cover, I'm like, oh, Night Road. Yes. Like Night Road has a really moody cover and it's a Kristen Hanna book. It's so good. I read it a long time ago, but every time I see it, or same with Firefly Lane, it has a new cover now because of the series, but the old you cover. You associate that cover with the story. It's so good. Yeah. Like show me. Or Eleanor and Parks cover. Yes. Like nothing oh. makes me feel more. When I see Wonderful. that um, at places or like I um, yes. had a friend who had that as their phone cover, had that Stop on the back. It. And I just, I just love that cover. Yeah. So much. I love it so much. Anyway. Yeah. So sometimes I just like, because I love a book, maybe I love the cover. Yeah. I agree. Good question. All right. Are we good? That was a good day of questions. That was. Those were some fun ones. I really like talking about I books. want to go pick up a book now. I do too. I might just have to. And just start reading. It's a good uh, day for that. Good day to read a book. It really is. Let's do it. Okay. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, share with your friends. We yes, need more friends. Please. Follow us on Goodreads. And thank you to Amphibia Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.